Chapter Nineteen: Christmas for Ernie. Six A.M., December twenty-fifth. Daddy. Dad. Hey, Dad. You awake? Asked the super excited six-year-old of Harry. <sighs> I am now, Ernie. It's what time is it anyway? Harry stammers and then looks at the clock on his nightstand. Six o'clock, Ernie. It's way too early to get up. Go back to sleep for a couple more hours, Harry said. But it's Christmas, Dad. Santa may have already come. We need to go downstairs to see what he brought me, said Ernie. Oh, for heaven's sake! But let me make some coffee first, replied Harry, unaware that Susan had walked into the room. I already made the coffee, and here's a cup to get you moving, said Susan. Why are you ganging up on me? I prayed that today would be a better day, but so far, not so much," Harry stated. "Come on, Harry. Your son would like to see if Santa brought him any gifts. Let's see before Ernie bursts from his curiosity," said Susan. Ernie jumps off the bed and runs to the door. "I'll race you, Dad!" And he's out of the room in a flash. "I guess he won. Now back under the nice warm covers." Said Harry as he lies back down. Get up, Daddy! You have responsibilities to your son and the rest of the family," shouted Susan. Harry sat back up and threw his legs over the edge of the bed in an admission of defeat. He grabbed his rope and his cup of coffee and headed down to the kitchen. Upon arriving at the kitchen, Harry was met by several relatives and friends. Thanks to a good night's sleep. All in much better spirits than the evening before. Good morning, everyone," said Harry as he walked to his lovely wife and kissed her softly. "Thanks for the coffee, Susan," he said. Susan smiled and replied, "It was the only way to get your butt out of bed." "Where are the kids?" Harry asked. "I believe Caitlin is still fast asleep." Victor is out with Max and Rose is with Ernie, waiting patiently by the Christmas tree, eyeing up the packages with their names on the tags. Replied Susan. Victor took Max out. Asked Harry. Yes, he said it was his Christmas present to you. Replied Susan. So it's a one-time thing. Asked Harry. Definitely, don't get used to it. Susan replied. The door leading to the deck opened, and Max came running in, covered in snow. Victor followed behind Max. Is it snowing? It was near seventy degrees yesterday, and today it's snowing. Asked Susan. Yes, it just started. The winds changed, and the temperature dropped at least forty degrees. Then it started snowing like crazy. Answered Victor. Winter has returned just in time for a white Christmas. Said Harry as he began to sing, "I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, just like the ones I used to know." Dear Lord, please give my beloved husband laryngitis. That would be a great Christmas present for the rest of the guests and me on this Christmas Day. Susan requested. Harry looked at her with a disapproving stare. What Martha stated that unless you ask God for help by verbalizing, He can't hear you. 
so you will be hearing my conversations with God more often now that I'm not keeping them in my head, said Susan. Harry walked out of the kitchen and towards the family room. He could see that Jack was already dressed as Santa and handing out gifts to the kids. Jack, I mean Santa, I didn't know you were here. I thought you visited homes during the night to deliver presents. Why are you here so early? Harry asked. Merry Christmas, Harry. Ho, ho, ho. Thanks to some very warm weather and clear skies, I finished all my deliveries early, so I decided to pay a visit to my good buddy Ernie, Santa replied. Well, that's very nice, Santa, but giving a dad some advance warning would have been nice, so all the presents for Santa, I mean, from you, would be under the tree, said Harry. But all of the presents are here, Harry. See for yourself, said Santa. Harry couldn't believe his eyes. Not only were all of the presents that he and Susan wrapped under the tree, but so were at least fifty more. Where did all of these presents come from? asked Harry. Why, from Santa, of course. Pull up a chair and enjoy the festivities, Harry, Santa said. As Harry and the rest of the guests watched, Santa handed out present after present to Ernie and Rose. Caitlin finally descended from the second floor and joined the celebration. Santa gave her several gifts as well. Victor sat in the corner of the room, staring out the window at the falling snow. Victor, I have a present for you, said Santa. That's okay, Santa, I'm fine, but thank you for thinking of me, replied Victor. Don't thank me, Victor, this gift is from someone named Lindsay, Santa replied. Victor, visibly touched by Santa's words, walked to Santa and accepted the gift. Merry Christmas, Victor, said Santa. Merry Christmas, Santa, Victor replied. Victor returned to his chair and began to tear off the gift paper wrapped around the box. Once unwrapped, Victor opened the box to reveal a gorgeous wood box with a brass plate inscribed with the following. No matter where you are, with or without me, know that you are always in my heart and that my heart always belongs to you. Love, Lindsay. Victor lifted the wood box's lid to reveal hundreds of photos of Lindsay and Victor from when they were together. Wow, I never saw any of these photos. Lindsay would ask strangers to take our pictures any time we were out. Here's one of us at the bowling alley. This one is of me the day I got my driver's license. Look, some prom pictures. I can't believe this, Victor said with a fast smile. It looks like your friend gave you a box full of memories. She must love you very much, said Santa. She does. Or she did. She died here just last night, Victor told Santa. Yes, I am aware of that, Victor, but I've got it on good authority that you will be reunited with Lindsay in the future, said Santa. Victor smiled at Santa and continued to look through the photographs. Caitlin came to her brother's side and looked at the photos as she rubbed his neck. Santa continued to hand out the presents to the family, including Ernie. 
Harry was becoming very concerned because Ernie wanted to take at least a few of the gifts back to heaven, and he would be upset when he would not be allowed. Harry sought out Martha. Martha, what is Jack doing? Why is he giving so many presents to Ernie when he knows he can't take any of them back to heaven? asked Harry. Jack? Oh, that's not Jack. Jack had to take care of another situation for me, replied Martha as she turned back to her conversation with Susan's father. Martha, who is that handing out the gifts? asked Harry. Martha excused herself from the conversation again and looked to see who was distributing the presents. Ah, yes, that would be Santa, she replied. I know he looks like Santa, but who is playing him? asked Harry. Santa is playing Santa, Harry, replied Martha. Harry was confused, so Martha took Harry by the hand and led him to Santa. Let me introduce you, Harry. Santa, this is Ernie's father, Harry. Harry, this is Santa Claus, the real and the only Santa Claus. I think Santa has a present for you, too, Martha said. Merry Christmas, Harry. Ho, ho, ho. I understand that, according to Ernie. He just met you for the very first time last Christmas. Is that right? Santa asked. Yes, I didn't even know I had a son until last Christmas when Martha introduced me to Ernie. Harry replied. Quite a feeling being a father, isn't it, Harry? asked Santa. Yes, it is Santa, replied Harry. You know, Harry, I am often referred to as Father Christmas. I have millions of children all over the world who depend on me every Christmas. Still, this is nothing compared to being the father of even just one child that depends on you each day, Santa said and continued. Many people think Santa is a pagan tradition that has nothing to do with the birth of Christ, but they are wrong. I am an angel of the Lord, and my mission is to bless God's children, young and old, with his blessings at least once a year. And God has asked me to bless you, Harry. He did, asked Harry. Yes, Harry, he asked me to give you this, said Santa as he handed Harry an envelope. Harry took the envelope with trepidation and opened it. Susan came to his side as Harry unfolded the document inside the envelope. It's a birth certificate. It's Ernie's birth certificate, and my name is listed as his father. This is very nice, Santa, but I never doubted being Ernie's father. I didn't require his birth certificate to verify that he's my son, said Harry. Oh, no, of course not. God never questioned your commitment and acceptance of Ernie. That's why he wanted you to have Ernie's birth certificate. It isn't easy to register a child for school without one, said Santa. School? said Harry. Yes, Ernie can't stay here with you unless he attends school. Or were you thinking of homeschooling the boy? asked Santa. Ernie ran to Harry and threw both arms around his legs. Daddy, I can stay, I can stay, he shouted. Harry and Susan were both perplexed. Why and how was this happening? 
How is this possible? What about the rules of the house? asked Susan. I think I'll let Martha answer that question. I need to be getting back to the North Pole. God bless you all, and Merry Christmas, Santa said as he walked to the fireplace and flew up the chimney. Caitlin, Victor, and Rose ran out to the front of the house just in time to see Santa and his sleigh and eight reindeer rise above the house and fly into the night as they heard Santa proclaim, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Martha, how is this possible? asked Harry. Aren't you happy that Ernie can stay with you? asked Martha. Happy? I'm ecstatic. I couldn't have asked for a better Christmas present, Harry replied. Well, you need to thank Susan for that, Harry. She verbally asked God to let Ernie stay, and God heard her prayer. Funny how if you just open your mouth and ask, what marvelous things can happen when you trust in the Lord, said Martha. But many requests have been denied in the past. Why was this one accepted? asked Harry. Because Ernie died over twenty-five years ago from a childhood illness. He was only six years old then, as he is now. There are no records of Ernie ever attending school and his medical records are located in another state. He was never issued a social security number, never made any income, and has no other family still living. He was born and died. For all practical purposes, Ernie never really existed. He has no paper trail. It is straightforward for Ernie to appear as a child you have adopted, said Martha. Ernie, are you happy to be staying here with us? asked Harry. You bet, Dad, I love it here, Ernie exclaimed. Martha, Ernie died of a childhood illness, asked Susan. Yes, he died from measles. No need to worry about that now. You can't get the measles twice, Martha said. He is healthy as a horse and his age meter starts again in three, two, one. He is now six years old and one day old. Why, she's right. Look at his birth certificate. He was born on 1224. He is now one day older for the first time in over 25 years, said Harry. Harry and Susan were thrilled to have Ernie join their family. Harry took it a step further and officially adopted Caitlin and Rose. He considered Victor his son, but because Victor was turning 18 in a couple of months, he could not adopt him due to lack of time, not lack of love. Each Christmas, the Hill family entertains nearly 100 guests at the house on Festive Lane, and Martha is always present. Doris and Lindsay also attend each year, even though Victor has found a new girlfriend while attending the University of Florida. Victor comes home for Christmas but leaves his girlfriend in Gainesville, Florida so that he can give his attention to Lindsay. They're not romantic, but best of friends. Karen visits every year and has built a stable relationship with Caitlin and Rose. 
As the years pass, the children age, but the visitors stay the same. Christmas at the house on Festive Lane is all that any soul can talk about, and the hills wouldn't have it any other way. The end.